Hey, entrepreneurs, it's Steph here. Do you want to experience what it's like to be part of our Entrepreneurial League community of founders? Now is your chance. New member open enrollment begins on June 10th, and so does our Experience Week. I really want you to have the opportunity to experience what it's like to be part of the most supportive community that will be here to support you at all stages of your business journey during our Experience Week. This will be a five-day virtual event series, and it starts on Monday, June 10th through Friday, June 14th. You're going to get access to live networking and learning events, business growth strategies, as well as office hours with Kim Perel, who is a CEO and serial entrepreneurista, as well as a prominent angel investor. You will also get access to a session on how to win grants with Kat Weaver and Katie Dunn, founders of Power to Pitch. Plus, our mentor, Carrie Kirpin, will be teaching a session all about how to build a profitable business that can sell for more money. And of course, I'll be hosting two info and networking sessions where you can really get an inside look at all of the exclusive benefits and resources that are offered only inside of our Entrepreneurs League community. Plus, you'll have the chance to meet and build relationships with current members. You can register today for Experience Week over at entrepreneurs.com forward slash experience week. That's entrepreneurs.com forward slash experience week to join us for a week of free virtual events. I cannot wait to meet you and be part of your business journey. Welcome to a very special live event. I'm Stephanie Carton, and along with my Socialfly co-founder, Courtney Spritzer, we host the Entrepreneurista Podcast, the most fun business meeting you'll ever have with stories from female founders on their journeys and how they built their businesses. And I'm Dale Moss, former NFL athlete, model, Special Olympics global ambassador, and entrepreneur. And I host the Game Plan Podcast discovering how pro athletes and business leaders achieve success and inspire change around them. Let's hear it for the uh, live studio audience. There it is. So, and coming up, uh, we have the Entrepreneurista podcast and the Game Plan podcast, and we've combined forces, if you will, uh, because obviously we needed a bigger stage. We got Jaws, Julie Nelson in the building. Give her a round of applause. All right. And she's definitely made waves. Uh, she's been all over Broadway. You see her all over in the modeling industry, and she's really setting the trend for women in the fitness space. And to top it off, uh, you know, recently she is a global ambassador for Adidas Women. So she's doing some major things. So thank you, Jaws, for being on the show today. Thank you. From hitting up a boxing gym in between Broadway shows to becoming one of Wilhelmina's original fitness models. Jaws has always been at the forefront of fitness trends and is a force to be reckoned with. A quick word of thanks to Gives, who is sponsoring this event on Giving Tuesday. For our listeners, you can use referral code Entreprenista when you create your account on Gives. You can go to gives.com or download Gives in the App Store, and there will be $5 waiting for you for your charity of your choice. All right, Jaws. We have some questions for you today. Kick it off. And I have to ask the question that everyone in this room is dying to know, so we're going to go with this one first. How did you get the name Jaws? This is the Entreprenista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have, with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done. And what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram, with no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. How did you get the name Jaws? I, I actually knew that was going to be the okay. first question. <laughs> I was like, yes. Um, 
So I wish it was more exciting, uh, but when I was younger, I saw the movie Jaws, and my mom told me, uh, she said that they're going to make the shark out to be a bad guy. And um, so at the end, when the shark gets blown up, I like cried. I was hysterical. I thought it was terrible. So the next day, I went to school, and I just, I was now Jaws. I don't know why in my head that was kind of like, it made sense to How me. How old were you? Um, I mean, elementary school. Wow. Yeah. So it just- was, I mean, it was definitely a problem because the, I remember going into the guidance counselor's um, office and she was like, you can't have the name Jaws because <laughs> you won't know if it's a girl or a guy. Like you need to, you need to keep your name. And my mom was like, doesn't matter. So, but- so. I feel like, you know, just everything that you've done in your career, obviously as an accomplished model, uh, you know, in the fitness space mm-hmm. and now uh, empowering women, uh, you've done it, you know, you march to the beat of your own drum. But so how do you, you know, take us through, like, how do you start as a dancer now to where you're at in the modeling space and then, you know, at the forefront of literally uh, all these fitness campaigns? Yeah, um, my career as a dancer started really young. Um, I was lucky enough to have incredible teachers and role models around me at all time. And actually, one of my teachers was here in New York, and she tried to succeed as a performer. And she ended up, unfortunately, failing. Because honestly, performing arts is an incredibly difficult, challenging career. And you really have to be passionate about it to even get started and mm-hmm. most people don't succeed the, the, as a the grind is is, yeah. is crazy and there's a lot of people in the studio audience who are in that space mm-hmm. and they know and I think just uh you know we are our own brands in business and you have the entrepreneurs team and the game plan team right here and it's kind of great just sharing these stories because there's a level of empathy uh, that we all go through and it's a level of respect right yeah yeah for sure but it definitely sets a foundation for yourself like she my teacher was amazing and she really pushed me she she saw where she made the failures and she learned the lessons and so she pushed me to certain places like I for instance it's very strange but when I was 11 I was accepted into a performing arts boarding school in Washington DC so they brought over all the Russian teachers from the Kirov Academy and so I went to the school when I was 11 12 Without my parents' supervision, I lived with my, we had dorm parents. It was in like a renovated monastery. Like I had a cell phone when I was 11. I did my own laundry. I had no clue what I was doing, you know. I wish I, wish I was. It was that. weird. No, no. Sure, when was I was that weird. young, because I, I sure was. It was a super weird thing though, you know. Were and, you auditioning then? Um, when I was, no. Well, I mean, I auditioned to get into the okay, school. Okay. So that's where my teacher was very smart. She knew that I couldn't stay where I was. I had to. If I wanted to be a professional because it's so competitive, I had to get out of my local town. Even at a very young age, I needed to to go there. And um, I mean, I'm even lucky I got into that school. And I really think it was because there, there's, you know, we always hear this thing called the it factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to say I had it, but I Obviously, I had it. You so. have it. <laughs> I'll tell you that. There's no denying it. You definitely not have trying, it. but it's it's the thing is like because I knew for a fact I wasn't the right body shape to be a ballet dancer. I didn't have hyperextension. I didn't have good turnout feet. But the one thing I did know was my strength was I was a performer. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna crush this crush be- as a performer. 
you know? So I got into the school and I learned a lot at that boarding school, but it also made me realize that ballet wasn't for me. So it it definitely set a foundation that when I left, I had the technique that no one else did in that performing arts world. Mm -hmm. Like all the, you know, I, I learned to sing, I learned to act, but none of them had the foundation I had as a ballet dancer. So instead of being like, oh, I'm not the best singer or actor, I was like, well, watch me do... 10 pirouettes, you know? So I tried to play into my strengths instead of my weaknesses. And or, that or what an me- industry, you know, dictates is like how you, how you should do things, right? Like yeah. the, there's so many things that are, are changing at a rapid rate in today's, uh, to s- today's society. But I think that's a lesson uh, that so many people can learn from mm-hmm. a business standpoint, being versatile and diverse within your corporate structure. We've got a lot of business people here. Um, and then playing to your strengths, just simply giving yourself the best odds for success. That's, you know, invaluable. Mm-hmm. And that's what led me to the modeling because mm-hmm. I was like, well, how old were you at that point? Oh uh, man, let's see. I was probably, I had a pretty successful career as a performer, before I was 24, 25. And then I was getting hired to do like Reebok ads and fitness ads because they were like, whoa, she can jump once in the air and we get the picture. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, cool. (laughs) So, um, I mean, obviously it's like having a skill of thinking that thinking I was like, all right. So I literally remember Googling can short people model (laughs) like and then it was like well yes they can and then it was like well try fitness modeling and I was like well how do you fitness model and then I googled fitness photographers and then fitness agents and it was like Google is like thank you Google but um is that how you got to shout out Google basically it was like a combo of googling a lot of stuff what year was that when Um, they signed you when you um, found man, them seven they- <laughs> years when because we actually were the first time I met Jaws first. was on set after I so I was done playing football professionally. Um, I flew out to uh, New York and then went into the agency, uh, uh, Wilhelmina, and then Topher's like, "Hey, man, uh, yeah, uh, Reebok <laughs> wants to book you out in Canton. You ever been to um, uh, Canton, right? Or no? Yeah. It was a uh, yeah, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, no, let's let's go do it. So uh, I booked out. Reebok at the headquarters and Jaws was one of the first people I ever met. And like to this day, like I just remember sitting there and being like, damn, she is a badass. (laughs) Like she's strong, beautiful, but like she was just so cool and professional. And I was very fortunate to learn that right away because so many people see in the modeling space, Mm -hmm. they think it's like, oh, I just got to look pretty and do this and this. No, it's a business and it's more competitive than ever. And like you know, and I never even said this to you, but you are one of the people who I saw it done right. And I saw that done right when I played in the league when I first signed with Green Bay. And it forever set the standard to a degree because it was I think I was like the only dude on the set. It was yeah. like you and, uh, you know, a lot of girls well, and it's kind of I mean, you know, I agree humble. with you 100 percent because someone said something to me. <laughs> oh, you loved it. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> No, but I was going to agree with you on that last point because someone said something to me that really resonated at a young age. They were like, like life is short, it's too short, and you want to work with people you enjoy working with. And so for me, that's what made me just um, respect everyone, no matter what job I had, because in my head I'm like, well, we want to enjoy what we're doing. And in modeling, it's mm-hmm. like 
you know, you need to respect everyone's time yeah. because there's so much happening behind the scenes of a, of a shot, of a shoot. And um, what that one person said to me made me just go in and approach modeling yeah. as, you know, as friendly as I could and as professional as I mm -hmm. could. And because to me, it wasn't when I first started, it really wasn't something I thought I would be doing for more than two or three years. I was like, oh, this is a side job for me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I was very busy. And I was like, this is awesome. It's like, you're, this <laughs> is your life. Did you ever have a nine like to five job? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, kind of. Yes. I'm going to say yes-ish. Doing what? What was it? Because I did before... We're getting into, like, Rumble later. But yeah. before I had a job at um, – I was a fit – I'm a fitness instructor. But before that, I actually got brought on to do some back-end work at a startup uh, at this old other um, boxing startup. Mm -hmm. And so they brought me in as <laughs> – without any experience as a creative director. But that, that's what brands are doing <laughs> yeah. right now. And, like, so especially <laughs> Steph and uh, Courtney with uh, everything with Social Fly and – you talk about businesses and brands like these talents, these creatives are now creative directors. They're experts. We are all experts in our field at every single thing we do. And like, it's so great. Um, you know, you talk about building a team and everything like to be able to sit up, up here and have this conversation with this group because um, you know how they built it and understanding the influencer space and the talent space has really created a whole business and lifestyle for them. But we're all professionals. I think that's why we're all entrepreneurs, right? We just, uh, um, just stepped outside the box and wanted to do something different. I have to go back because I've been dying to ask you this question since you we were sitting down eating food before. So I grew up doing musical theater. I just have to know, what was the first Broadway show you were in? And when you were in performance school, was your dream to be on Broadway? Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, after I left the ballet school, um, I mean... I remember sitting in the audience of Rent yeah. when I was younger and just looking out, like, so affected, even at a young age. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And, and then what's even crazier than that is when I was in ballet school still, I went to American Ballet Theater summer program. And I went to a show called, for, uh, actually it wasn't for Zabuta, it was called De La Guarda, and it was this immersive show, and they were like swimming in a pool above us and jumping and like doing all this stuff, and I remember, literally, I remember saying, I'm going to do this one day, and years later, I got into the, sh the same produced show off-Broadway called Forza Bruta, so it's insane how like you really do, you put something out there, and it's a good show that the universe. you to mm -hmm. it but um my first show was a non-union tour of joseph and the amazing technicolor ah, dream coat right <laughs> you want to sing us a little song <laughs> no <laughs> oh fine another time okay <laughs> after a couple cocktails okay, hey, well we definitely got a lot of those uh just uh floating around but so so when was it where like, what was the point where you knew? And I think this is something that it's difficult for a lot of people to kind of hang up and say, hey, I'm going to change paths. I'm going to take a step outside the box. I mean, I did it in sports. I left football by choice because I wanted to be in entertainment. I wanted to start a life. I wanted more control. When was that point or that switch from Broadway? Yeah, this it's so, it's so interesting because, like, that switch is – 
I'm very torn about this. There's like a half of me that was like, I didn't, the, like I said, performing is, it, there's a struggle and you really mm -hmm. are each job and each show. You never know what's going to happen. You know, shows, br the most brilliant shows, you know, are on Broadway and then they get their closing notice. And, and for me, I, I love consistency. And I think that's like, you know, my mom's, really artistic, really out there, but my dad is very rigid and very straightforward. So I, I fall somewhere right in the middle. So half of me wanted consistency and and then the other half of me felt like I could pave a way for people who didn't make it as a performer and just show them that you there are transferable skills, even if it's not what you set out to do. Mm -hmm. My performing, my dancing paved the way and gave me an edge to whatever else I chose to do. And in my opinion, it didn't matter what I chose to do. I just needed to make an educated decision as to how to get from A to B, whether it was go back to school, which is totally an option I would have done if I was like, all right, I, I want to do this. And I know this is what it takes to get there. So for me, it was like two parts. Like one was, I just didn't want to live show to show. And the other part was, what if? You it was the unknown. Make this all sound so simple. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have, uh, what I know. think is really incredible about everything that you're sharing is that it seems like you've always believed in yourself from a mm -hmm. very, very early age, from going into school and saying, my name is Jaws now, take it or yeah. leave it, this is what you're calling me. Where did you get that confidence? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's from the opposite happening. I think it's from being told no and being bullied. I, I hate to, you know, talk about that because people have had it way worse, you know, and struggle with it to this day. But I think when I was younger, I was different and different wasn't different, wasn't as acceptable. And I realized that my strength was like a good um, role model for people younger than me or people who weren't strong enough. I do think it, it really came down to like some internal strength that I just naturally have born mm -hmm. with it, born with. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I can take it. Yeah. You know, I can take the bullying and just be like, ah, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. You know? Um, yeah. What? And I've tried, I've test, I've test wrote a lot of different ways of dealing with things like I would like purposefully like fall with my books and like see how people would react to it and like I put myself in situations just to see you know so you're a performer so yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and even like uh, just in these environments it's something so uh so unique about being able to just roll with the punches yeah if you will. <laughs> uh, I didn't even plan that but roll with the punches <laughs> and I think like especially in the entrepreneurial space and with a lot of mentors, um, it's not even that you become so numb or jaded to things. It's just like shit you've seen, you know, and yeah. like also you're meant for more. So like it's the bigger picture, um, you know, and especially with, with women and in, in business. And I grew up around strong, powerful women, four sisters, only boy, mm -hmm. um, you know, so I've always, you know, really held that close to my heart. But you see in, in this business space, women have to go through, some tough, tough things, you know? Um, but now more than ever, you see, you, know, you see everything with women empowerment. Um, and obviously with your Adidas global ambassador, they're doing such a strong push. How yeah. did that come about? Well, 
it's kind of amazing that whole point you just made because I think now we're not focusing on the problem. We're focusing on the solution. Mm -hmm. And that's like a big message, right? No longer do we need to figure, you know, focus on the problem. Like now it's solution, solution. So Adidas is, is major when it comes down to that. They're not focusing on problems. They're finding solutions to huge topics and they're opening the door and they have, they're a soundboard to creators and that's why they hashtag that's why they made the whole saying co-create because they realize that their platform is strong enough to hold up everyone else and that's what I think is insanely amazing I I came into this as honestly no one really knows who I am when it comes to down to the big picture right I'm not a, a famous athlete celebrity whatever but in my social group I stand for something larger than what we all do. So I can represent that small group. And that's what Adidas has done. They've, they've created these small um, social circles and they're empowering them. And so with all these small circles, we really become this large force to deal with. And it's incredible. What, it's a movement. Yeah, that's, it's a movement. That is a movement. And they, they saw it and they see it mm -hmm. before it even... It hasn't even, it's just begun. Like the next year with Adidas, Adidas, you know, it's going to be insane. Even, 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 and, and this is something that brands should definitely take notice of. Uh, the way that you're able to articulate and share that brand message, that brand identity, you know, that definitely goes to show a, the alignment, you know, you're purposeful. You're, I mean, it's, I mean, there's no denying it. Everything you do is with purpose and passion, mm -hmm. but also aligning with the right brand and then them also giving the confidence to you, you know, or instilling that confidence yeah. and that support. And I think like any brand, whether it's with someone in the fitness space, uh, just whatever it is, if you're going to work with someone as an influencer or as a partner, you have to be able to, to know that I'm going to grow them. You know, they're part of my brand. My resources become theirs because that's how I look at it. And like, it, you know, it's got to stand for something because especially now when everything's watered down, authenticity, like I'm not here for the short game. You know, it's mm -hmm. here for the long game. But just like you said, you stand for something more. You mm -hmm. know, um, what do you, what, do you, what is the social, you know, team see like with with a lot of these brands? They work with so many uh, great, great, great brands. I think what you're sharing about uh, Adidas is a really great example of a brand doing influencer marketing really well. Mm -hmm. It's strategic. They're picking influencers who are influencing these niche audiences, influencers who stand for something, and influencers who clearly align with the brand. Mm -hmm. A question that I actually have for you is, you know, as an influencer, and I'm sure, you know, you get contacted by brands all day. I'm sure everyone wants to work with you. How do you decide what to say yes to? what to say no to and and how do you stay true to to your your brand on Instagram yeah that that's an insanely difficult question because it's it's, it's tempting true, when do. people want to pay you thousands yeah. of dollars how do you say no to that like, oh, it's so stressful. <laughs> <laughs> what is this guy they all same question to you too <laughs> okay, oh, I see sleepless nights sorry let's go let's go I think first and foremost um I've always I've always viewed Instagram and social media as a business because I've never put my personal life out there ever. And I think that's important um, for me. I'm not talking about anyone else, but for me. And so 
I kind of approach it the same way with brands. It's an intimate thing, in my opinion. Social media, it's very exposing. And I'm, I'm a very personal person. So when it comes to picking a brand, I truly need to make sure it aligns with me. There, of course, there are things that come into play, like your manager, your agent, and they're, they have a business too, right? Their business is booking you and making money as well. So there's a lot of things to, to cross off the list. And like, you kind of have to go down the totem pole. First off is me, my brand. Do I feel good about what they represent? Cause I'm an extension of it. And then second off, honestly is Adidas now. Cause I, I feel very connected to the people, not just the brand, the people I work with, mm-hmm. my co-creators, my community. And now I think to myself, is this going to affect them? And then after that, it's going to be your agent and the person who does, <laughs> you know, make you a living and yeah. also has to make a living and has other things that, you know, the business always has to come in at some point. That's, that, that's yeah. like a fine line, that balance between business personal. There's so much that's at the forefront because you're, you're the face, like truly, uh, of like a brand such as Rumble, Adidas Women. And it, it's that fine line because A, you know, you represent all these things. You got to stay true to yourself. But then there's also these other things that are pulling at you from a business standpoint and representation, yeah. you know, and managing those relationships is, it's crazy. It's a lot. And I don't think a lot of people really understand that. So how do you manage all those things? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think sometimes you definitely get stressed out by, by it. I'm a, I like to please people too. I think we all feel that way at a certain point. You don't want to let anyone down. Mm-hmm. And, um, especially maybe I, I'm very sensitive and I'm shy, even though I don't seem like it. So, uh, when that takes play, it, you know, you do have to compromise a little bit. So you pick the ones you kind of organize everything and, and then from that point on, everything else that just doesn't work, sometimes you do have to turn away a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> that hurts a little bit. But, you know, there's so much out there as well. Like, honestly, as, as I turn away one thing, something else mm-hmm. will come. And guess what? If it doesn't, like, then I need to, I need to find it <laughs> because it's, it's out there. So that's a, a, an important thing for me too. Like sometimes I don't wait for brands to approach me like Adidas. I didn't really wait for them. You I, reached out to them? Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I, I was like, I shot with you a lot and I want to only work with you and I want to give up any other job and any other fitness brand that I've worked with. All I've literally worked with every fitness brand. I can almost say that. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, everywhere for so, sure. So <clears throat> to be able to be like, I only want to work with you. Like, I, I think I begged a little bit. What was, was that, that process like? Was that stressful like? <laughs> when you look at um, just career though? Like it was stressful and even with management, you know, because mm-hmm. that's a big thing. Like yeah. being so diverse and working with all these brands. Was that a difficult decision for you when? Um, it is. It's, it's, it <clears throat> is actually, it was a huge risk because Rumble, you know, they have a, a big brand and they were working with other, other fitness brands and other brands are a little more obvious within their company. And I always love 
being the odd bird. I like, I like, I enjoy it. I enjoy being the one, like everyone's like, I'm going to pick the red one. I'm like, well, I'm going to pick the blue one. So because it's, it's exciting to me and I don't take anything like, I, I take business seriously, but I don't take it too serious. Like I've tried to find the lightness and everything. You can connect with us at socialflyny.com and follow us on Instagram at entrepreneurs. Check out all our latest episodes at entrepreneurspodcast.com. Hi, entrepreneurs. You know I am always here to provide you with as much value as possible. So I wanted to be sure that you have access to the Entrepreneurista Agenda, our weekly newsletter where we share the latest business news success stories, grant opportunities, as well as all of our favorite resources and special offers for founders just like you. You can sign up to join our weekly newsletter and join over 50,000 other entrepreneurs over at entrepreneurs.com forward slash newsletter. That's entrepreneurs.com slash newsletter to subscribe to the Entrepreneurs Agenda. When did you start using social media to build your personal brand? Did you jump right in when Instagram first started? Or were That's you such late? a good question. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is such a good question. Oh, good. <laughs> That's amazing. No, because I just thought it like you, this is the first time I'm thinking about it. <laughs> like, um, not long ago. Like a year ago, two years ago, a year or two, two years ago, maybe. Okay. Did you just wake up one day? You're like, I need to get on this. I got to well, build something. Well, I saw everyone else having <laughs> yeah. success. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, I want I, – I could use this to get to that. Sometimes, like – it's like shows, mm-hmm. right? Like a Broadway show. I needed to do a non-union tour where every night I slept on a bus for, you know, 150 shows straight. So I knew what it was like to prepare myself for Broadway. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's how I viewed it. I was like, all right, I got to start this. I got to prepare myself for this – this thing that could be like major Mm -hmm. because it clearly can be. We've seen people's growth on Instagram. Remember that person you (laughs) looked at their profile and you're like, they're doing something. Uh, Cut to like two years from that person. You're like, holy shit. Who were you following then that you were like, I got to do this? Um, I think uh, we were what? Okay. She was someone because I knew someone who um, my friend was He's a DJ. He, uh, it, the Knox. I gotta shout them out because they're they're so fucking dope. Um, sorry. Um, oopsies. But they're amazing. And I met her at a show, and she's like, "I'm doing this like Instagram thing," and I'm like, "I'm a blogger," and I was like, "What? No." I was like, "You're putting everything on social. Like, what is happening?" And for a while, I was like, "This is not. This is not cool." And then. But Do you, you think it's even possible now to have a successful career in modeling without an Instagram account? It seems like the answer is no. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I think I'm not it's sure, a, but it's, it's definitely a portion because <clears throat> there's pressure from agencies and yeah. you look at dollars and the industry has changed. There's no, no getting around it. I remember when I first, um, while I was still playing, I signed with Wilhelmina and just kind of how you said, people would ask me. We didn't talk about Instagram. Hey, I, I was off Instagram when yeah. I was playing football. So keep in mind, like I wore a helmet. No one knew who the hell I was. Like I was yeah. a basketball player in college, came in. Now I came into the industry and it was like, you know, football was that platform. 
but like it didn't really open up or it opened up a lot of doors for me to get in the right circles. Right. But Mm -hmm. then I had to rebrand completely. So that's where, you know, you talk about being a performer, like I hated doing it, but then I saw the value in it, but Mm -hmm. I saw it as a vehicle, as an opportunity or a platform to open up doors and get to the end goal, which ultimately for me has always been, um, you know, I want to eventually direct and produce, but it sounds so cliche, but like just inspire. I want to speak, like share my experiences with NFL athletes, be a platform for them to transition successfully. And now working with all these brands, like social media has allowed us to connect in a way like never before. I mean, Rumble, for example, has mm-hmm. used it in a major way. Talk yeah. about that. Like, Well, they have, but just because I don't want anyone to um, feel like they shouldn't try. Like I want to just go back to one thing is it doesn't matter if you have a small following on no, not Instagram. At all. So now, now like the thought, Oh no, I'll never be able to do it is you need to wipe that out of your head because it really, it isn't the following. It is the content and relationships so, and business too. Like, yes, it's a people business, no matter how far mm-hmm. you get. So. Everyone has the ability to influence their network. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then, so the, the rumble thing, like, you know, obviously we've been talking, uh, mentioning them here and there and they're, they're crushing it. Right. And like, you're at the, one of the faces of rumble talk about that experience, but also like dive into the business aspect, like what people can kind of learn from how they've created such great brand recognition. Mm -hmm. Um, their approach and what, so when I was at the other boxing place their deck came across my table <laughs> my nine to five table um and <laughs> jaws creative director um i rocked that shit <laughs> okay and uh and i looked at it and simply was like shit i saw who they were bringing in i saw their ideas i saw that it was aggressive i liked everything about it and i was on playing for the other team. So in the back of my head, I always knew that there was a time when I was going to make a switch, but it wasn't, it wasn't the time. So I just kind of let things happen with Rumble. And I saw the, the way they, they market themselves and the way they show up is very simple, in my opinion. It's unapologetic, period. They came in. They were like, we know that other places have done something like this we know that there are gyms that exist in new york city and it's a very competitive atmosphere but we're still going to come in and we're still going to claw our way to the top because we have a vision and we have the right people behind us and they're all also smart and what i was saying a little bit before is like they chummed the water right Mm -hmm. they brought in all of the top fitness instructors athletes by strategically they picking recruit. out they recruited and mm-hmm. why wouldn't i want to work for the company what like you know when there's so many perks to it beyond just being an instructor they they held you on you know a pedestal in a sense of your abilities and your capability and they respected your talents. It wasn't just like the hamster wheel that I feel like everyone gets on in their own occupation, but especially in fitness because it is so saturated and there's so, mm-hmm. so many of us who are instructors, like they really chum the water and they brought in 
the big fish. I had a conversation with someone recently and we talked about how so many brands start with, you know, marketing and then they want to build their community. But like one of the most successful stories, uh, Red Bull actually started as a community and they built and put their community first. And since then, now they're one of the top, obviously marketing wise, like they're one of the most successful brands that have, have done that, but you're seeing it. And I see the fitness uh, space doing it a lot, making their trainers, those people who are involved, like those are their assets. That's the prize. You know, they're the heroes of the story. And like, that's, who's going to lead that, that, uh, that company to the promised land. Now it's a little harder for corporate structures, but they're starting to see when you see all this money that they're putting into corporate wellness and like where they're really trying to go, they have to develop a community. They have to have a, an identity because a lot, a lot don't. Yeah, maybe that's why people are starting to follow suit the way the, the fitness world approaches, like, you know, that work-life balance. Because fitness is a huge part of everyone's life. Mm-hmm. And it teaches you those disciplines and similar, similar things you need to know in your own job. And I think a lot of people enjoy Rumble because it is a community of like-minded people who enjoy being inspired by the person next to them and be being driven. And it's, it's real drive. It's, it's not just for Instagram. Like I, I see it in the classroom when, you know, the phones are down and the music is up and people are working to their fullest potential. It's really incredible because you have no clue who needed it, who you're inspiring. You have no clue what, happen in their life but you do know that the the overarching message is such a positive one that is gonna go with them outside of the room to their job to their family to whatever battles or victories they're going through so that's really what they have created you know and I'm not you know just saying that because I'm a part of it like like I said I'm not gonna be a part of a brand unless I truly do believe it yeah. So, so when can everyone come take your classes? Right. <laughs> um, I think it'd be you know everyone's class, right? Yeah. yeah. Very true. But that's a, a and that's a, that's a um, you know when you talk about a team and just just really building it uh, the proper way. You know, I know that uh, everyone. You know, obviously we're here in New York live studio audience, and everyone um, uh, is coming in. It can be a lonely place finding like that sense of community is so difficult, especially with so many, so many options and being able to tie your name to something like that and be the face and you're standing for something bigger is really strategically positioned yourself to do, do so many, so many things. Um, you know, is there like, you know, kind of looking forward, like what are you, what are you working on now? Like any, any other things that are exciting? (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, obviously it's, it would be wonderful to keep growing the Jaws brand. Um, And I think some of the work I did with Adidas as a movement director and like I've been able to go behind the camera in front of the camera, things like that. Has, have they been receptive? Has Adidas been more receptive to like, you know, bringing, having you more involved because you are so versatile? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. And it's even me having a converse, a simple conversation saying, Hey, I'm really good at this. Would you guys ever consider it? <laughs> hey. And you know, sometimes like we just don't ask. And, and that's like another, another thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I see something and I really, I do want it and I do want to be a part of it. But, um, 
that that would be like the next move, right? Finding mm. a way to to grow my branches and like you know, I love being a part of things that are bigger than me and then I do want to grow my own mm-hmm. brand, but at the same time like everything you know, I told you yeah. everything in due time and you know, we shared this like little joke before um we walked in here and he's like, "Well, what's what's next for you. And I said, well, my mom always says, and I know it's a quote everyone's heard before, but like there are three things you should keep private. And one of them is your love life. Another uh, is your financial, you know, what you make. And the third thing is your next move. So I do. Right. Who liked that? (laughs) That Someone loved it. Yes. (laughs) No, that's real. I was like, well, something that we always do (laughs) is we'll surprise and delight our guests. So we actually have a surprise for you today. It's in this bag. Uh, We we know that you love Dumbo. So we actually it's going to be (laughs) mailed to you or sent to you at some point tomorrow. Uh, Got you a gift card to a restaurant in in Dumbo. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you for And something else that we always do on the Entrepreneurista podcast is we like to put 60 seconds on the clock to do a live brainstorm together. And we're going to brainstorm what your next move could be. It doesn't mean it has to be it, so you're not telling everyone yet, because it might be, it might not be. But is there something you want to brainstorm together that all of our four minds together, maybe even the live audience, you can shout it out. Is this like the next big, like, Unicorn billion. Yes, dollar thing. I do. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be. It could yeah. be that anything right. that you're kind of like stuck on and needs some needs some help with. Mm. I'm gonna put 60 <clears> seconds <throat> on the clock, <throat> but tell us what you want to brainstorm first. Let's see. What would be something fun to brainstorm? Do we got any ideas? Anybody yeah, in the audience? Throw something any? out there. Jaws is pretty pretty diverse. <laughs> Where is there a need? Do you want to build your own line of products, <clears throat> like your own brand? Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about 60 seconds that. on the clock. All right. So what? 60 seconds. Ready. Go. <laughs> I was going to say fitness apparel. You're already working the Adidas. So I think we yeah. we can't start well, there. Maybe right? you can do a line with them. It could be a co-branded with them. Yeah. Co-collab. That could be cool. Have you because pitched them that yet? No, I haven't. But they do co-collab with, you know, they've been doing amazing stuff with originals. Like, you know, it's insane how they've taken the originals brand. Mm. But, um. Yeah, maybe. What other things do you genuinely like, like in your life? What are things that you use that you're? <laughs> well, like I'm a weirdo, a so I used to make up weird inventions. Like, what, in a oh, I got a weird invention. What about Jaws' own custom line of fangs, strategically Ooh. released at Halloween? Oh, I love that. Who here would buy those? Hey. I actually Jaws did. Thing. All right, I actually Disha thought of buying a, a mouth guard <laughs> once, like for boxing. Thought that I was think- maybe cool. boxing equipment. Maybe it's a Jaws line of boxing equipment. Whoa, that yeah, would be amazing. There we go. Because I think this is you got to put it out into the idea. universe. That's how you make things happen. Let's talk about it because yeah. we can hook you up with some licensing and we'll make it happen. Hey, oh, really? that's, there you that's, go. that's yeah. what it's all about. So see, we're uh, no. Oh, we're one minute. Business. We're done. That's it. No more ideas. No. All right. All right. <laughs> so, um, so we went through uh, on the entrepreneurs. Now, uh, on the game plan, we actually have something that we typically do. It'll be a rapid fire round. Um, and then we end with one question. So, in light of boxing, with yes, the, I was the hoping we get to this. The left, right, one, boxing. two, whatever. Um, we're gonna go nine rounds with Jaws. So I just got nine questions. Rapid fire, we'll go. So there are two other famous Jaws out there, and they are both villains. One is the Bond villain, and obviously Jaws the shark. Which one of the two are you most like? 
The shark. Okay. Well, I, 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 you know, I had these questions built out beforehand. <laughs> she answered that right away. All right. So let's go. Uh, question number two. One thing that pisses you off more than anything else. Oh, come on. Okay, say it, fine. Say it. Um, I don't like you when people smack too. gum, like smacking gum. Oh, see, and I smack gum really bad. So, okay, wow. I got it. Um, we got the most, uh, so most influential women in today's society. Most influential women in today's society. Hmm. I would have to say, I mean, I, I want to go to boxers because we didn't get to talk too much. I think Heather Hardy is a really amazing female boxer because she had to really fight to be on HBO to even get her face on HBO as a woman. Mm -hmm. And that's insane to me. Um, and I think in general, like boxing as a female is definitely coming to play. But it wasn't until 2012 that women were even allowed to fight in the Olympics. So take that into consideration. Yeah. And she's just persistent and that's the sport. And she's been persistent and she is. I know there's big things for her in her future. So I'd say since it really goes hand in hand with what I'm doing, Heather Hardy. How, uh, how would you like to be remembered in one word? Um. <laughs> Put it out there. These are hard questions. Uh, giving. Giving. There we go. Um, your favorite quote or saying that you stand by? Uh, the mind is the athlete. Okay. Um, most important part of your daily routine? I would say my shower. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I dig that. Because I get Good really one. nasty. <laughs> like, real nasty. Um, <laughs> After sparring and boxing. Like, it's disgusting. Uh, Everyone's sweat on you. Maybe I, a little blood. Like I it's, dig. Yeah. Oh, it's no big deal. Just, just a little blood. Um, uh, the best advice you've received from a mentor in your life? Mm. I mean, I've received a lot of uh, great advice. I think I'm going to narrow it down to this one. Um, you know, you can be crippled by the thoughts of other people. So not listening to other people's opinions about you, just listen to yourself and mm -hmm. kind of be your own opponent, especially in the ring too. You're fighting yourself. You're really not fighting someone else. Okay. Uh, advice for anyone wanting to build a sustainable life in the health and wellness industry? Yeah, I would say, you know, Stay true to yourself and what you bring to the table. It's going to be different from anyone else. And, you know, I think it's, it's great to be inspired by other people, but come up with something new and unique yourself. And that's going to, that's going to get more attention than just rinsing and repeating and regurgitating. Mm -hmm. So come up with something yourself, even if it is strong and wrong. Like I prefer seeing strong that. and wrong. <laughs> like, I love that saying because I've done it go many times. Ways, but I've been like, Oh, good thing. No one's okay. No one right. saw that. And, uh, the last question, and this is what I, uh, end and my show with, uh, pretty much every time, uh, Jaws, what is your game plan? My game plan is uh, to keep working in the, the fitness um, field, to keep growing my personal brand, to, make, uh, to keep making new connections, and my game plan is to also be a little more connected to my you know, family life. Yeah. I, want, I want to find the work-life balance even more 
uh, because I think I have it okay. I think I think that's something that's really important now with all the noise and all the distractions. I think your family will focus you, your friends will focus you, and um, everything else just will fall into place. Awesome. I want to add to Dale's rapid-fire questions. What does an entrepreneurista mean to you? An entrepreneurista means to me, um, I would say, a badass woman in search <laughs> of the next move, you know, the next goal. I love it. Pursuing her game plan. Pursuing the game plan. Yeah. Whoa. There you go. Well, no, this, is, this has been go. awesome. Did that just happen? Yeah. That just happened. Sorry, that was, Mark, you couldn't plan that any again. better. You get really excited. I wrote it on my hand. No, actually, <laughs> actually, I did write a note on my hand. Because awesome. I was like, you know, I was nervous I was going to forget something. Well, and, and who, are, who are the type of people and brands you want to be connected to, you know, as you go forward on this journey? I think a variation of different brands, like new, innovative brands, um, like-minded brands, brands that aren't afraid to step up and kind of hit on topics that need to be talk, talked about. So yeah. I'm more than happy to get involved in brands like that. It just has to be done the right way. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to use your um, platform for what you believe in as well. Awesome. Awesome. And then uh, what do we got over here, ladies? Yeah. Well, we just want to thank everyone so much for being here tonight and listening to this podcast live and being part of Dale's first live recorded podcast. Hey, thank you all so much. The entrepreneurs. Thank you for for everything. So, um, no, this has been amazing. The, The entire studio audience, obviously. Uh, This is a dual podcast, so make sure everybody is showing uh, one another love. Uh, uh, Entrepreneurs' podcast is amazing. Uh, They've they've seen some great growth. Jaws, uh, obviously, thank you uh, for coming on the show. And then, how do we connect with everybody on the show? Should we just go down the line? Yeah, let's go and everyone share their handles and where to follow everyone and listen and download and gives. We need to. Did everyone download gives yet? Has everyone downloaded? Download Gives. Raise your hand if you've downloaded Gives so far here tonight. Yep. And we got it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Let's give another round of applause for Gives, the platform. Uh, I'll be sharing, doing a project with the Gives team in Special Olympics. Um, So it's it's giving the tools. So uh, I'm Dale Moss, and I'm the host of The Game Plan. Uh, You can catch me on Instagram at DaleMoss13, The Game Plan Podcast on Instagram, officialdalemoss.com. And then if you want to download all the shows, podcast.officialdalemoss.com. Cool. And uh, my name is Julie Nelson. Everyone knows me as Jaws. Uh, Instagram is right here, Jaws Nelson. Um, (laughs) Spell it out for the listeners. (laughs) (laughs) There is another Jaws, though. They're a DJ. Ah. I was very thankful. They didn't do the traditional spelling. I was like, oh, man, that would suck. Anyways, um... (laughs) <laughs> so you could come check out, you know, Rumble um, in real life, IRL. <laughs> uh, or, you know, follow me on Instagram, see my journey. Um, I'm fighting right now as an amateur, so actively. So um, She won her first fight. TKO? Yeah. Yeah. TKO. Congratulations. And she's about to get another, It's addicting. It's like a drug, huh? She's addicted. Yeah, and I'm about like a week and a half out of another fight. So it's really exciting. Uh, and I'll continue doing that. I'll keep flexing that muscle till I feel that it's done. There you go. So, yeah. Thank you. 
Cool. And you can follow us on all the social media platforms. We're at Social Fly basically everywhere. And, and we're also on Instagram at, at Entrepreneistas. And then you can follow me personally at Court Spritzer. And you can follow me on Instagram at Steph Jill Carton. And did we mention all the handles? Is that it? Download the podcast. If you have, go on iTunes, subscribe to Entrepreneistas, leave us a five-star review and we'll love you forever. Yeah, and rate, follow, hey, rate and review, kids. everybody. That's crucial. Yeah. I'm Dale Moss, and this is The Game Plan. I'm Stephanie Carton. And I'm Courtney Spritzer. And this was the best business meeting we've ever had. <laughs> Hey, Entrepreneurs, it's Steph here. Do you want to experience what it's like to be part of our Entrepreneurs League community of founders? Now is your chance. New member open enrollment begins on June 10th, and so does our Experience Week. I really want you to have the opportunity to experience what it's like to be part of the most supportive community that will be here to support you at all stages of your business journey during our Experience Week. This will be a five-day virtual event series, and it starts on Monday, June 10th through Friday, June 14th. You're going to get access to live networking and learning events, business growth strategies, as well as office hours with Kim Corral, who is a CEO and serial entrepreneurista, as well as a prominent angel investor. You will also get access to a session on how to win grants with Kat Weaver and Katie Dunn, founders of Power to Pitch. Plus, our mentor, Carrie Kirpin, will be teaching a session all about how to build a profitable business that can sell for more money. And of course, I'll be hosting two info and networking sessions where you can really get an inside look at all of the exclusive benefits and resources that are offered only inside of our Entrepreneurs League community. Plus, you'll have the chance to meet and build relationships with current members. You can register today for Experience Week over at entrepreneurs.com forward slash experience week. That's entrepreneurs.com forward slash experience week to join us for a week of free virtual events. I cannot wait to meet you and be part of your business journey.